is today. Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello, people. Hope you're having a good day. Move this mic a little closer to me. Um, I'm gonna start out with this. I don't know if you know this, but the world has changed a lot over the last few years. I don't know if you've noticed, it's changed a little bit. Now, there's many things in the world that I don't like today. But one that has really bothered me has been the change in how we interact with one another. You know, like communication, socializing, meeting people, those type of things. Um, now, I'm not the kind of guy who goes out of their way to purposely speak, spark up conversations with, uh, with strangers. But sometimes it does happen. Um, as a matter of fact, I just had a door-to-door -door salesman come to my door the other day and uh, he was from Vivint Home Security and I was just like today is the day I'm going to talk to this dude I don't know why I don't know what it was about him but I was like let me hear what this guy has to say uh, so he was talking he, he was a younger guy and uh, he you could tell he had a script that he was trying to, to use when talking to me to like break the ice but I was like you know, our young kids need a break sometimes. They need someone to listen to them. Because this dude probably gets the door slammed in his face a hundred times a day. He's constantly getting rejected. I don't want that for him. I want to give him a little glimmer of hope. Now, that glimmer of hope is going to be squashed out when he realizes I can't afford Vivint Home Security and I have no interest. Well, I may have interest, but I have no... I'm not getting home, Vivint Home Security. That's just what it is. I'm not. I don't have the money, but... If you, I'm letting him refine his skills on me, if you will. So he, uh, I, I figured I was just going to go out and he's going to give me a, a five minute speech and then we were done. But he's like, can we go inside and talk? I'm like, oh boy. Now to his, uh, in his defense, it was a thousand degrees outside. So I probably would be like, let's go inside where it's air conditioning. And this five minute thing that I thought was going to happen turned into much longer. So he was going through everything. Now, also, the the product that he's selling, this Vivint Home Security, sounds pretty good. Sounds like they got everything. 4K cameras. They got all these fun things. I'm like, oh, it's good stuff. And he's running through it, showing me videos and all that. Um, my wife wasn't as friendly as I was. She was on the couch like, we don't have money for this. And then I would ask her something and she'd just be like, Ugh. So he should have known by that that we weren't going to be utilizing his services <laughs> but um he was again he has the script and he's going through it and he kept saying a certain thing like well this is the coolest feature this is the cool well make up your mind what's the coolest feature you show me eight things that's the coolest feature they can't all be the coolest but you know you just gotta let somebody give their speech and uh the problem was 
he wouldn't he wouldn't actually leave. Like I only had a certain amount of time before I had to leave to come back to church. It was last Thursday, so I had rehearsal. And I'm like, hey, how much longer is this going to be? Because I got to go in like five minutes. He goes, oh, it'll only be two. And then 10 minutes later, he's still going. I'm like, look, I got to go. I got to go. You're not understanding. And he's like, hmm. And he's just sitting down. And uh, and then we're trying to get him out. My wife's like, all right, let's go. And I have my food that I got to bring with me because I was going to eat. But it was a whole thing. And uh, he just was oblivious to social cues. Here's again. Younger generation, oblivious to social cues, oblivious to how to be social. Uh, he wouldn't leave. Then he's like, hey, can you fill up my water bottle? Again, I understand. It's it's hot. But it's just a little, you know. And he was like, uh, when do you think you're going to? I go, I can't make a decision because I don't have any money. She isn't even going to start working until November. And he's like, that's a long time away. I know. Sorry, dude. He goes, well, I'm only going to be here for a week. I don't care. It's just, it was a whole thing. My wife was like, why would you let him in? And I, <laughs> and sh- so, and I'm not usually the type that lets a sales guy in. Uh, as a matter of fact, one time back in Illinois, a guy came to the door. You just never know what kind of mood you're going to catch me in. And I answered the door and he started giving his speech. And I, um, I took the door and as he was talking, I was smiling. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I kept slowly closing the door. Slowly, slowly, slowly. And he saw it. And he's looking at the door. He's looking at me. He's looking at the, And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then pretty soon, it's closed. And we're done. It's pretty rude. Probably not my best moment. Uh, funny, but not not very nice. Did you, like I said, you never know which kind of mood you're going to catch me in. But... At least I got a little bit of social interaction that day. He got to speak to somebody. I feel like it's a positive for both of us. Lauren does not see it as a positive. That's fine. Uh, but here's here's another example of social interaction that I wanted to happen, but just couldn't happen, right? Okay, so listen to this. Two days ago, I'm at the gym, and I'd already done my workout. Now I'm just doing my cardio at the end, so I would do 20 minutes on the elliptical now. Trying to lose some LBs. Desperate need to lose them. Uh, So I'm on the elliptical. I'm going, got my earphone things in. And this younger woman walks in front of me and she gets onto the treadmill kind of kitty corner from me right across. So I see her. Now, she's wearing what looks to be like a small sports bra where the majority of her back is exposed, right? And uh, I see on her back, she has tattoos that go all the way up her spine. And the tattoos are shark teeth, right? Now, I just talked about last week, it's shark week. And I'm all, I'm all about the sharks and all that stuff, right? Um, and by the way, these tattoos start little, little shark teeth. And then they move to big shark teeth, then back down to little. So the center one is a pretty sizable white shark, but I feel like it's a little too big for a white shark, but a little too small for a megalodon, right? So it's like, but it's in the ballpark of, of both of those, like, but it's a big one right in the center of a shark teeth. Uh, so immediately I want to know about this tattoo. I want the story behind it. I want to know why she got it. I want, I want to know more. I'm, I'm excited for it. I like, I don't necessarily think it looks great. I mean, the, the it was done well lining all that stuff but like I don't know but I just need to hear the story but there's a problem and that I can't really go and ask her and 
If I did, which I desperately wanted to, I, I'd have to go over there because there was a there was a treadmill open next to it, right? I'd have to go over there and kind of like qualify myself, which probably wouldn't work. Like I'd be like, "Hey, excuse me, I know you're working out. I don't want to bother you. I'm not trying to hit on you. I'm, I'm married. I'm a pastor. Trust me, this is not a a thing where I'm trying to, you know, hit on you, right?" But then in qualifying myself, it probably makes it sound more like that I am. Like, oh, this is his old routine that he goes in, which I'm not trying to. So I'm already in behind the eight ball. I can't really do this. Uh, and uh, she, she's probably like this. Like if, if I went through that whole spiel, she'd be like, that sounds like someone's trying pretty hard to hit on me. So I can't. And also, I, there was a couple people from church that I know in the gym working out at that time. Which, if I would have went over there and started talking to her, they'd have looked over and been like, why is my pastor trying to talk to young girls at the gym? And, and then I would try to explain, oh, I just want to know about the, the tattoo. And they'd be like, sure you did. And so it's a whole thing where I can't, my hands are tied. I can't do it. But I ask myself, what, kind of, what would make a person get that kind of tattoo? Do you love sharks? Like, I hope so. I hope she's like a shark enthusiast because she's like, do you like sharks? She's like, uh, I have shark teeth down my back. Of course I love sharks. Um, but uh, or what if she's a marine biologist? What if she's like, that's part of her job? And if, if so, I have a lot more questions that I want to ask. Um, I went home thinking about it and I was telling my wife about it and about the girl. And, and, I, and I go, I want to know that story. And my wife's like, what if she doesn't have a story? And I'm like, so she would go into the tattoo parlor to get it done. And she's like, I want something, but I don't exactly know what. Uh, and then the, the tattoo artist is like, I got an idea. Let's do shark teeth up and down your spine. And she's like, that sounds fantastic. I'll do that. And, and I was like, that, that just doesn't feel like you have to have a story. You have to have a go in with a want. You know, I've been thinking about it. Shark teeth up my spine. And if I was the tattoo artist, I'd be like, are you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, let's try to let's wrap our mind around this, right? But that's that that would make me a different kind of tattooer. Most tattooers are like, "What do you want?" Okay, I'll put it on you. It doesn't matter. It's not me because I want to think about it. I have a bad tattoo on my back. I shouldn't have got it. It's a dumb tribal thing. It was popular back in the day. Now it's not, and I'm like, I wish I had never got that. I wish. Well, I didn't actually go to a real tattoo shop to get that done. A friend did it, so he wasn't about to talk me out of it. But anyway, that's a whole different topic. But then Lauren, as I was talking about this woman, when she said maybe she doesn't have a story, where she goes, maybe she was attacked by a shark. And I said, see, that would be a great story that I want to hear. Like, I wish I could have talked to this woman. But I couldn't spark up that conversation uh, because of, you know, that whole thing, that whole guy thing at the gym, because so many guys in the gym, meatheads mostly, have ruined it for good people who just want to have a conversation like me. Uh, so that was that whole thing. And, and I wish, and actually yesterday I was at the gym too, back on the elliptical at the end of my, my thing. And I'm like, you know what? If I see her, I'm just going to go talk to her. I'm just going to go ask her about it. But she did. She wasn't there. I still probably won't because of the, all the obstacles I got to go through. But that was the problem. And she was uh, younger than me. And, and let's be honest. Younger people, they don't really know how to communicate unless they're texting. Prime example of that, I know I'm full of stories today. Uh, we had a new girl serving in um, in tech this past week. Her name's Ava, and it's uh, 
Pastor Eric's daughter, and she's the same age as my daughter, who I had serving doing lights. And I'm like, hey. So I saw Ava sitting in one room. I saw Gianna sitting in the other. I go, Gianna, come here. She goes, what? I'm like, this is Ava. This is Eric, Pastor Eric's daughter. And I introduced them, and I'm like, here you go. And I walk away, and then they both just stood there. Like my daughter was standing in the doorway. Ava was sitting down, and they were just looking at each other. And I walk away and notice that nothing, no one is speaking. And then I look back, and my daughter's looking at me. And I was looking at her, and I go, you guys are so weird. Like, just talk. And they're like, um, so that happened. Which kind of leads me to what we're going to talk about today. And that is being social. Communicating. Living in community with our brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, God created us to be communal beings, to interact with one another. From the moment humanity was created, God noted that it was not good for us to be alone. We're not just individuals, but part of the body of Christ, right? So the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all of the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that's what its name was. And so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds, the sky, the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. That's Genesis 2, 18 through 20. So what did he do after that? He made woman for man. He, he gave him a helper. He gave him someone to live with, do life with. Now, before we get into all the details of this, I think we are on our way as a society. We, were, we are always on our way as a society of being people who isolate ourselves. But I think the pandemic kind of like hit the fast forward button on us. Uh, and since coming out of that, it seems like the older generations, which I would be included in that, I know, old, uh, but we're, we were so ready to get back to social life, but our kids, they just kind of like seem to be stuck in this isolation. And um, I don't know why they weren't longing for for that unrestricted socialization aspect and and they just kind of became rewired and do all their socialization mainly through social media which if we're honest should be called anti-social media uh, because there's not really a lot of socialization that's happening other than fake pictures and fake lives that people portray that they live um it's amazing what you see from people um that seem to be living these great lives by posting these pictures and videos and stuff like that. But that's only seconds of the day, which the other majority is spent in some sort of isolation or alone. Now I've done a podcast in the past called, you know, podcast Devo called people watching other people's lives. And uh, if you missed it, you can find it on pretty much every streaming service available, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, iHeartRadio, all these things. I'll post, a, I'll put, pop up a picture here that shows all the places you can find uh, the Podcast Devo. Um, also a good place that you can subscribe and then you can send those to friends too. Just saying. Um, so you can go find that and rewatch it because I'm not going to get into the whole social media, media aspect like I did on that one. But my worry here with this isolation, with this living uh 
alone and only having small amounts of um, social interaction is that how are we going to expand the kingdom, tell others about Jesus, which, by the way, we're commanded to do if we can't even interact with each other. The younger generation seems to be wholeheartedly embracing uh, this uh, awkwardness, this uh, isolation, accepting the distant and weak relationships that we form in an online format only. Um, If the younger generation is socially awkward, doesn't know how to make friends, doesn't know how to be social or outgoing, and doesn't know how to live in community with one another, then we have a real big problem. The way people come to church generally, there's been studies on this, is through relationships, and that's like being invited by a friend. Now, we all know that being invited to church doesn't mean you're automatically saved. If you go, it doesn't mean you you step into the church and you're saved. Uh, But we need to get them here, and we need people, not the pastors. Like, the pastors will help, the preaching helps, the music helps, all that. But we need the people, the community of the church, the body of the church, to be able to be warm and welcoming, to reach out to new people, invite them into events, invite them into small groups, invite them into their community, and, and make people, new people feel comfortable. And in those interactions, you build trust among your peers. And it's in those trusting relationships that we start to drop our guard, open our heart and mind, and allow Jesus into their lives. Um, I just see that the way our younger generations are isolating and moving away from those real close relationships, it's getting harder and harder for church to happen, but it's harder for the gospel to be spread. I mean, these younger generations that don't know how to make new friends, to reach out to people, to do that, how are they supposed to to go to a stranger and tell them about Christ and and the goodness that he provides and the love that he gives and the sacrifice that he made? Because it's just going to be a random stranger, and you need that connection to get people involved. Now, I know God can do anything, so... It's his spirit that works through us that will make it happen. But I'm just looking at a like a, a literal aspect of our kids don't really know how to do this. And I don't have the solution either. I wish I could say, parents, take your kids, kick them out of the house without their phone all day, every day, all day, and make them play outside, meet new people, meet up with friends, meet meet new friends, force them to be social, but I don't think that's going to work either because if I took my 14-year-old and was like, well, today, get dressed, you're going out, and she's like, what are we going to do? You're going to go out and play, and she's like, I don't I don't really even know what that means, and I'm saying, well, you're going to figure it out. She'd probably just sit at the front door all day long complaining and yelling to come inside. When I was younger, I'm not even the outdoorsy type. Like, I don't just go out to to be playing in the woods or whatever, but I was outside all the time playing basketball, riding my bike, riding a skateboard, trying to figure out where my friends were. Didn't have the cell phones to know where they're at, so you just had to go explore. And like, maybe they're this. And you drive across town, you ride your bike across town, you figure things out, you meet new people in the, in the, in the process. Those were great times. When the streetlights came on, oh, better get home, that type of thing. But that's uh, 
that's not going to happen. And, and like I said, if I told my 14-year-old, you're going to have to be outside all day long. Um, you're going to have to figure it out. There's a park, whatever like that. That would probably be worse than the boredom that she complains about all the time. So it's like, a, I, don't, I don't know how to make this work. But this whole aspect of being community, going out, interacting with other people and, and working with them and forming community, that is biblical. Why do you think Jesus chose his disciples instead of doing it himself? He was teaching us that we, we need others both in life and in ministry. And I think about all the friends that I've made in life that I want to continue doing life with and all the amazing friends I've made in church and through ministry that I want to continue doing ministry with. I would want to do either of those without those friends, life or ministry. So we kind of need to figure out a way to encourage, to cultivate this community aspect into our younger generations, which is going to be really hard. You could tell them all day long, hey, look, in the Bible here, it says Jesus with his 12 disciples. He did all this. We're supposed to have close friends. We start, whatever. And they'll be like, and? And she's like, I have great friends. Look, look at this one. Liked my post every single day. It's like, that's, that's not the same. When's the last time you talked to him on the phone? And they're like, talk on the phone, which I also kind of get, to be honest with you. Like, when I get a phone call from somebody, I'm like, oh. What is the problem? Can you just text me? So I also get it. But I will. Just yesterday, I had a long phone conversation with my friend Chris, who's in Texas now. Um, and it was good. And he's like, we should do this more often. And I'm like, sure. I mean, I really like the text aspect, but sure, I'll, I'll call you or FaceTime you. I prefer the FaceTime, to be honest with you. I FaceTime my friend Greg all the time. Uh, but... So I kind of see a part of the, you know, phone call thing, but you know what I'm saying. You know, you know. But anyways, uh, we got to figure out how to help the younger generation be more social, be less awkward, know how to meet people, know how to just interact, that kind of thing. That's what I had for you today. Hope you like it. Hope it made some sense. Maybe somebody can be like, I have the solution. And then you can... We can talk about it. You just type it in the comments. And then maybe that can spark a whole new Devo podcast. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's what I have for you today. You have a great week. See you next time.